Welcome to the midweek edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a leading locally owned cleaning company in Calgary. They offer corporate clients flexible plans and use a dedicated app to keep in contact with their clientele 24 7. You can get in touch with me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, Couch Potato Diary, at yahoo.com. This show is the accountability program as we go back over the preseason predictions from the National Football League and see how we did. And this one, I think, is a pretty good summary of how we did on NFL picks all season long, where it's like a couple of just a couple games different. And all of a sudden we're looking at a success. So it's not a gigantic failure, uh, although a couple of divisions I'm looking at here, a lot of red, but uh, not not a, a rousing success either. So well, let's go through it. Let, let's start in the American Football Conference, and we will start in the Eastern Division. As uh, the Buffalo Bills are the ones who win it, uh, they go 11-6 and six on the year. We took the over at 10.5, so that is a check mark there. Um, I don't have sound effects. It'd be cool if I did, but I didn't. Uh, so yes, 10.5 is the over there, Buffalo gets it at 11 and there were times where it was I mean it came down to the final game and there were times where it was looking a little bit shaky but I do think now that this is a Buffalo team that has figured things out and is hitting the postseason at the right time like this is one of those teams that we talk about peaking at the right time and I think part of that is they're just kind of to, to steal the phrase from Seattle, they're letting Josh Allen cook. They are letting him now do the things that he needs to do to get this team to be successful instead of trying to force it to Singletary, trying to force it to Moss, trying to get that thing going. The more Josh Allen has to do with this offense, the better things are going to be for Buffalo. On the opposite end of that is New England. They finished with a record of 10 and 7, clearing the total that was set at 9.5. We took the under on that one. I was... This was a frustrating year for me with New England because I was late to, to buy into them and then I bought into them and then they lost a bunch in a row and now they feel like a team that is limping into the postseason and one that I don't have a lot of confidence in as these two teams that we just talked about face each other for the third time. I, I still have concerns about the offense. The defense has looked a little bit more vulnerable at times. That Miami loss certainly concerns me from a New England perspective, but overall, a, a very strong year and certainly something to build on from a New England perspective. Up next, the Miami Dolphins. The total was at nine. We took the over. It hits nine exactly, so we get a push on that one. And a very strange year in Miami as they go one and seven to start, then a seven-game win streak and then they alternate wins and losses to close out the season. So for Miami, this was a year where you wanted to see that next step taken. They go 10-6 and six last season. This was a team that was on the rise, and they still finished above 500, but it cost their coach their job. Tua had moments where he looked like he was the dude, but he also had moments where it looked like he didn't know how to read defenses at all. And I, I still... I still go into next season with Tua as a question mark. I still think there's a lot of talent there, but it's just an inconsistency thing. And the difference between good and great and then great and elite is consistency. You have to consistently be good if you're going to be one of these high-level quarterbacks, and Tua just didn't have that. We'll see what a new coach can do. I, I would have to be blown away for me to consider whatever Miami does at coach and upgrade, because I think they had a pretty good one. The Jets go 4-13. and 13. It, it hits the under. The total was set at 6. We we picked the under on that one. 
you at least feel okay about things for the Jets going into to year two. But there there needs to be a step forward now in year two with Zach Wilson, with a new coaching staff, and and with basically a new roster. Like it, it felt like quite a season of turnover for the the New York Jets and. I, you, again, you see flashes with Zach Wilson, but I think there needs to be a bit of a, a harness put on him almost because he just wants to give her all downfield all the time. I think you saw when this offense had some success, it was some of the shorter stuff that was getting through that had them be a little bit more successful when you had Joe Flacco and that other, Mike White was his name. Um, you, you saw them have a bit of success with that. So we'll, we'll see what they're able to do. But I, I think, I don't, I don't envision playoffs for the Jets next year. Like, I don't think they take a, a Cincinnati bump necessarily, but I, I think they're going to be hovering around 500 going into next season, which I guess, uh, seeing how this season played out, gets you pretty close to a playoff spot. In the AFC North, uh, swing and a miss on this whole division. Tennessee goes 10-7. and seven. The total was set at 6.5. We took the under, and that thing got kicked early. So, missed on that one. I, I, I saw some progression for these guys. I didn't see this, though, that this was some next-level growth from the Cincinnati Bengals, and specifically their quarterback, Joe Burrow. I was worried about the selection of Jamar Chase. That's a miss by me. That is a major home run for this offense that has really put them in a new stratosphere. The next step now is consistency. The next step is, can you do this on a week-in, week-out basis, or are there going to be some of those banana peels that that they slip on? I think they, they dealt with enough adversity this year that makes me think this could be something that they can sustain. Pittsburgh at 9, 7, and 1. The total was at 8.5. Took the under on that one, so was uh, very much hoping for a Baltimore win on Sunday, and I still haven't figured out how Pittsburgh got to 9 wins this season. I have never, not once watch this team play and think, oh, that's a good football team. Not once did I think that about the Steelers. Not about the quarterback. Running back's pretty good. Weapons are great. The quarterback can barely get it to any of them. And we've been over what I think about the quarterback the whole time. This defense is very good, though. Like, there is no denying that. And they have kept them in games. But this is some of the worst quarterback, definitely the worst quarterbacking play I've seen from a playoff team since Peyton Manning with the, the Denver Broncos. And it might even be worse than that. Like, it is just terrible to watch, but this defense keeps them in games. Cleveland, the total was set at 10.5. They go 8-9, and nine, which is under. We took the over on this one. This was a disaster year for Baker Mayfield. This was this was supposed to be a very, this was supposed to be kind of that last step. You won in the playoffs, now you are going into title contention territory, and they just didn't. Like, this is Baker Mayfield showed that we, we're probably seeing Baker's ceiling is is what it looks like. And this team needs a little bit more from him if they are going to, to get that. I, I think this is a very talented roster. They need to figure out that quarterback spot. The problem is it's going to be much more expensive now to figure out that quarterback spot. A year from hell for Baltimore. Uh, they go 8-9. and nine. The total was set at 10. We took the over on that one and again missed. Baltimore just... Could not buy a break all season. You get the running backs going down at the beginning of the year for a team that's run first, and then they're starting to to put some things together, and then Lamar gets sick and hurt, and it, it just didn't work. Like that's there's not much more you can say. I think that I don't think that Baltimore should, and I don't think they will. They're they're a very well run organization, but I don't think they should just look at this year as a well bunch of injuries. Just throw that one out. There's certain things you can do that with, but there are obvious holes on this team, right? Like, you still need a number one receiver. 
I think with the the picks that they've made in the last couple of years, they have a number two receiver and a number three receiver there, but I still don't think they got that one. I think they need that dude to help Lamar Jackson in this pass game. The good news is it does seem like Lamar jo- uh, Jackson took a step forward in the passing game, so you feel good about that for Baltimore. Tennessee, we took the over at 9.5. They cleared that with ease at 12-5. and five. This Titans team, we talked about it before, no right being this good after Derrick Henry goes down with that injury. And then you have all the injuries with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and all of that that went on. And they're still able to be sitting here as the team with the bye. And now the AFC runs through Music City if uh, on the road to the Super Bowl. An incredible job by Mike Vrabel. I don't give Ryan Tannehill enough credit for being able to adjust on the fly and really help this offense continue on. And I think the defense improved as the season went along. So I, I think that this is a I think that this is a real contender for uh, a trip to the Super Bowl here out of the AFC. Took the Colts at under nine. They finished right at nine and eight after the loss to Jacksonville on Sunday. And that loss has to leave you scratching your head if you are Indianapolis because that Again, I don't think Jacksonville played all that well. That defense had some trouble getting off the field. I don't think I focused enough on that on Monday. And you obviously have a quarterback who I don't know if you can rely on going forward. And what do you do if you're the Colts? Because that is still a big chunk of change on your books. And you had a potential MVP season out of your running back. And this is as far as it got you. So this is still a team that has a few holes that they need to plug. We took the under on Houston at four. They finished right at four and 13. Not a whole lot to say about Houston. Like the, the big step for this franchise is going to be if they can get anything for the Deshaun Watson piece, or if it ends up just being salary that comes off the books and what they do with that. We've talked a lot about how the Giants are in the worst spot in the NFL. The Texans, I don't honestly think are that far behind. It's just that they tried at the end of the season and that's how low the bar was set for the Giants. We'll get to them a little bit later on. But for Houston, I don't, I certainly don't think they have the quarterback, but I, I I think they have a good enough quarterback that they don't have to try to reach on someone in the draft this year. You go back out there with Davis Mills, take your lumps again and hope that there's a better quarterback where you're selecting next year. But at least at least there was some signs that this team wasn't giving up and they have at least a young player who can play quarterback for the next year and then maybe he develops just a little bit more. Jacksonville finishes under six and a half. That's where we took them at three and 14. This one was stealing money. Uh, an awful season in Jacksonville. You end the season on a positive note against Indianapolis and that is the lone bright spot for this team. And it at least, you at least in this game saw some flashes of what Trevor Lawrence could be. But again, this is still not a very good roster. I quickly want to, now that we're talking about Jacksonville and Houston, the odds have Bill O'Brien as the uh, favorite to be the, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach when next season begins. And that would be a colossal mistake for Jacksonville. A, you saw what he did in Houston. I, I don't know, like you were right there. You were in the division. You saw them twice a year. I can't imagine... Seeing that and thinking that him taking a year off all of a sudden makes him that much smarter as a coach. And maybe you'll have more reins over what's going on with the offense. But god damn, that was so bad in in Houston. And you watch that Alabama game where he's the offensive coordinator. And it's like the, there was no adjustment for them at all. Well, when their two top receivers go down, they still have the same game plan as if those guys were still out there. And it's not like that's your one trick pony. Like there's so many weapons that you have with the Crimson Tide that I, I thought it was 
a big reason why they lost the college football national championship to 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 Georgia was poor coaching and poor adjustments from Bill O'Brien. That's the guy you want to put in charge of of Trevor Lawrence. Like that is that would be a colossal franchise altering mistake, I think, for Jacksonville that just made one of those. Into the AFC West, we took over on 12.5 for Kansas City. They finished right at 12, so we just miss on that one. And this is another team that had some issues figuring things out at the beginning of the season, but the big thing that turned around was the defensive side of the ball. They were able to make more than a few stops and keep them in games as this offense kind of sputtered all season long. And now, I think... You can't look at Kansas City as just this team that Patrick Mahomes can fix any hole that they have. You need another playmaker on this offense for Kansas City. When teams try to put a lid on you and Tyreek Hill just can't run past everyone, you need someone who's able to to get open. And I think Kansas City really struggled in identifying that all season long. But the defense taking a step makes you think that this is a team that's competing for a Super Bowl when we come around to the second weekend in February. Took the under at 7 on the Vegas win total. They go to 10-7 and seven on the year with a win on Sunday Night Football against the LA Chargers. I was saying when this team was 5-2 and two, that I wasn't throwing away that under 7 ticket yet. I, I did not believe in this team at all. We've been over them ad nauseum. They are a team that had a lot of off-the-field issues on the field. I still haven't figured out how they've played as well as they have this year. They have... Two weapons on offense. Uh, they have a couple of weapons on offense, but no super duper duper star. And then on defense, that should have been a hole for them all season long. But you saw what effect a quality pass rush can have on a football team that completely changed things for this defense. The Chargers total was at nine. Uh, we took the over on that. They finish at nine. So it's another push and a remarkably disappointing season for the LA Chargers. And I mean, the end of the season doesn't go well for them, obviously, with the loss to the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, but it shouldn't have got that close for them. There's a couple inexcusable losses on the record this year for the Chargers. I do think next year, another year in this system, the the coaches figuring out the quarterback, the quarterback figuring out the coaches, there's obvious issues there, like not being able to stop the run. We talked all season long about that being a key issue, and it ended up being the key issue for this team. That's something that desperately needs to be addressed in the upcoming offseason. Denver finishing at 7-10. and 10. We took the over at 8.5 because of the schedule and thinking... Teddy Bridgewater would be good enough that he just might not lose them some games. He gets hurt down the stretch. Drew Locke established he is definitely not the guy. I I worry that they, this is a missed opportunity for Denver. A lot of people are saying, just bring in the quarterback and everything else will be fine. I, I still, like, th- there, are, there are pieces on this Denver team that you like, but I, I worry that it might be coming a year too late, that help at quarterback. that you hear for Couch Potato Diary is provided by Wasted Talent. You can find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be. Into the NFC East, and this was another one that got uh, a little bit sideways on us. We have a strong finish, I promise. Dallas, we took the under at 9.5. The Cowboys finish at 12-5, and and still yet not an overly convincing 12-5 and on the year. The offense has the potential to be great. The defense has the potential to make big plays, but on any given day, Either of those units can really struggle for Dallas, and the problem is you never know where that struggle is going to come from. And so that is a major issue in taking this Dallas team seriously going forward. So, I don't know, man. Like, 
If Dallas put together a run and won the Super Bowl, I would not be stunned. They have the talent to. If Dallas got eliminated by 30 on the first weekend of the, the postseason against San Francisco, would not be stunned. They have the inconsistency that allows that sort of a thing to happen. So we will see what Dallas provides. For Philadelphia, a major win this season. I had them under at six and a half. They finish at nine and eight. And I still don't fully know how they were able to get there. But Jalen Hurts definitely figured something out as this season went along and was able to get Philadelphia into the, the playoffs. And so for Philly, the goals this season, figure out what you have at the quarterback position if you have to make an adjustment or if you can build on that. Jalen Hurts is good enough that you don't have to trade every first-round pick you have to go out and get a Russell Wilson, go out and get an Aaron Rodgers. If one of those kind of fall into your lap, then by all means, still make an adjustment at the quarterback spot, but you certainly don't have to use one of those three first-round picks on a quarterback, and that's a great spot to be in for Philadelphia. Washington, we took the over at 8.5. They finished at 7-10. and 10. The main thing for this team was that defense showing up once again. The, the defense that we saw in the back part of the season last year and into the postseason uh, did not show up for one second this year, and that makes you very concerned for Washington. They have to get a quarterback in there. They're, they're one of the teams that really needs that. We talk, we hear all the talk about like Denver and those types of teams that are just a quarterback away. I think Washington might be there. I, I think that defense still needs some help, obviously, but you have McLaurin, you have Antonio Gibson, you have the weapons there that there could be something in Washington. And the quarterback play just wasn't enough this year, but the defense was the part that very much let them down. The New York Giants, we took the under at seven and a half. They finished four and 13. That is the taking candy from a baby portion of the show. This was a dreadful year for the New York Giants. And if there's any silver lining, it gets Gettleman and Joe Judge out of town and you get a new uh, regime in New York now that is able to turn things around. They fired Joe Judge yesterday. That had to be the move. The, there was the, the fact that it took so long is concerning, but this needs to be an entire culture shift with the Giants. The good thing is you don't really you're not really attached to anyone. Daniel Jones is there for another year and then he doesn't have to be anymore. The, the Saquon Barkley era is probably coming to an end. Like the, this is really starting from the ground up for the New York Giants. Into the NFC North, the nailed it division the green bay packers the total was set at 10 that seems laughable now but it comes in with a 13 and 4 record everyone was worried at the beginning of the season with all the aaron Rodgers drama and then he goes out and stinks up week one and it was oh boy but now this looks like the most complete team in the nfc defensively they can come up with some big stops at key times and offensively aaron Rodgers can do anything they have a wonderful uh, running back by committee with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. They have some talented receivers, maybe the most talented in all of football in Devontae Adams, and then a couple good complimentary pieces around. This is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous Green Bay Packers team. Minnesota finishes with a record of 8-9. and nine. The total was set at 9, so that uh, we took the under and we hit that. It is obviously a time for change in Minnesota. I think the biggest change that needs to be made is the quarterback. That's not going to change for one more year. There's a lot to like about this team, but uh, aside from the quarterback, which I think was the biggest issue, this defense couldn't stop anything, and that's a big big, big letdown for a team that was kind of based on that the last time they were successful. They need that defense to get back to being one of the top ones in the NFL. Another team basically starting over is Chicago. The total was at seven and a half. They finished at six and 11. We took the under. We get the win on that one. 
this was not a very good Bears team all season long. And Justin Fields had trouble staying on the field. And that can be a bit of a concern. Andy Dalton showed up as um, as the starting quarterback. But they're just... The I think getting Matt Nagy out there is going to help this offense, but they are also a team, aside from the quarterback position, they're kind of starting over. Detroit, the under was at five, or the total was at five. We took the under. They finished 3-13-1. That's a win. So Detroit, you feel good because there's at least a winning culture that is being built, even though they only won three games. But that... That wears thin, right? Like at, at some point, the, hey guys, let's just go get them. That's great for year one. Year two, you got to start winning a few more football games. We'll see what that next step is in Detroit. The good thing is, again, this year, you just want to see what you have. You probably need another quarterback after Jared Goff is gone. You have a good running back in DeAndre Swift. You have a good running back in Amon Ross St. Brown. There's at least a couple of things to work on there or to, to build around there in Detroit. Tampa Bay, the total was set at 11.5. We took the over as we start the NFC South. They finished at 13-4. and four. That is a win. This was not the cruise to the finish that a lot of people thought it would be for Tampa Bay. Injuries very much reared their ugly head on a team that didn't really have to deal with a whole lot of that in their championship year of 2020 into 21. But now... The, the, the secondary is a clear weakness, and there's not a lot of weapons there for Tom Brady. This is, they, they, they should get through round one, but after that, not a clue when it comes to Tampa Bay. New Orleans, the total was set at nine. We took the under. They finish at nine wins. We get the push there on that one. A hell of a coaching job from Sean, uh, Sean Payton. Jameis Winston goes down, which who would have thought that would have been a big issue, but Jameis Winston goes down, and all of a sudden, this team is still hanging around. Uh, a phenomenal coaching job. We'll see what happens with Michael Thomas this offseason. Uh, I think if he is not back, you do need to figure out what you're doing at the receiver position, because the options there just weren't good enough this year, and I don't know if the starting quarterback's in the building in, in New Orleans. Atlanta, the total was at six and a half. We took the under, and if you would have told me after the season ended, hey, you took under six and a half on Atlanta, I'd be like, oh, sweet, that's a win. They finished seven and ten. Where? What were any of their wins this season? How did this team get to seven and ten? I don't think this is a very good football team at all. Calvin Ridley goes out with mental health issues. We'll see what happens with that. Matt Ryan is not an elevator anymore. Like, I just, I don't know where this team got seven wins from. So I guess congratulations are in order. The team I was maybe not the most wrong. I think that was probably Miami. Um, although we got a push on that one. So I, I guess we were the most wrong on Carolina as the total was set at seven and a half. I took the over on that. They finished five and 12. Offensive coordinator is out. Cam Newton came in for a moment. Christian McCaffrey gets hurt. That This was a bad year for Carolina. The good thing is that defense does seem legit. So... If they can get things stabilized on offense, this could still be a good Carolina team next year, but I'm not going to be the one buying into it. And lastly, the NFC West, the LA Rams with the total of 10 and a half. We took the over and we get the over at 12. So that is a big win for us there. A, a bit inconsistent at the quarterback spot with Matthew Stafford, but still a team that is able to come away with a, a very good season winning the NFC West. And they're another one. If they put it all together, and finish the the year as Super Bowl champions, not shocked. If they get beaten the first round by Arizona, not shocked. Wide range of outcomes for the LA Rams. Arizona, we took the under at seven and a half. Oops. Uh, they go 11 and six. And 
when you zoom out and look at the season as a whole, a gigantic win for Arizona. Huge step forward to the quarterback position. I think Kingsbury got better as a play caller. Still some late game situations. Probably cost them uh, the division when they lose to the LA Rams on that Monday nighter. We'll see if they can get that kind of thing figured out. But for Arizona, that this was the year that you saw the development that you really needed to. Now can they get to that next level? San Francisco goes 10 and 7. We took the over at 10 and a half, so just missing out on that one. You hear how many we just missed out on? Although when you're dealing with, like, it's not a wide range of outcomes. There are very, there's only a couple that we really nailed too. So not gonna, not gonna complain too much about the near misses. But San Francisco, this was a very frustrating year for San Francisco because there was a lot of games that they should have had, and they then they just kind of mid-season figured it out. The big thing for San Fran is the step forward that Debo Samuel will take this year. He is. I think the best receiver in football now, or if not, like he's definitely top three and he's one of the most talented players that we have in the national football league. That defense had some issues at times, but figure things out. And I'm, I'm not totally sold on Kyle Shanahan now that this was, this is a bad year for Kyle Shanahan's reputation. But again, we've said this about a few teams. If San Francisco finishes this year as the NFC champion, I'm not overly stunned. This is a good football team. We took the under at 9.5 on Seattle. They finished at 7-10. and 10. That is a W. Uh, this is probably the end of an era in Seattle. Like, there's just... You like Russ. You like Lockett. You like Metcalf. You like a couple of the running backs that they have. But other than that, there's just nothing there. This is probably year they start over. So, in our first year on Couch Potato Diary, we go 12, 15, and 5. Uh, so, close. Like, not... Not a perfect year, but you know what? I'm, I'm pretty happy with how that all turned out. Um, and I'm happy with this. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. That's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of the show. Coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio, Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is running a competition. They've decided to sponsor one lucky winner with one month of free singing lessons with Sing It. All you have to do is email a video of why you should win and a snippet of you singing your favorite song to Adele at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. That is A-D-E-L-E at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com before January 31st, 2022. If you want to hear more from me, I'm on the Sports Rundown podcast on the Fresh Take Network where we preview a lot of what's to come in the NFL playoffs. Uh, we had no idea. It came out this morning, part two of the Cold War had a blast researching that one. Didn't realize how many spider webs came off of the Cold War. So let's check out that one wherever you check out these podcasts. And aside from that, talk to you guys on Friday. I'm out. <laughs>